0: Hosting for Two Blokes Talking Tech. Proudly provided by Web Central. Now, it's time for Two Blokes Talking Tech. There is a lot going on in technology, as always. Well, the latest news- And thank you for listening, thank you for downloading Two Blokes Talking Tech episode 80 Thanks to the good people at Netgear, netgear netgear.com.au Proud sponsors of Two Blokes Talking Tech Uh, My name's Trevor Long from yourtechlife.com and many other places And joining me each and every week, the other bloke talking tech Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au G'day mate G'day Trevor, good to be here, exciting show ahead I've uh, got a good feeling about this one Really? Should we put some money on it or something? Uh, I think so (laughs) It's not that good really, is it? Oh, it I could be. I mean, short. if we look at the rundown here, people, I think it's the time where you go. If you're walking right now, maybe you need to sit down, relax, get a drink, and enjoy <laughs> because this is a cracker. We've got lots to talk about. Two blokes talking tech. Uh, and I don't want to be predictable, but obviously, the biggest story of the week is next week. Story that uh, Apple have confirmed the September 12 date of the next big announcement, which we assume, but it's not official, will be the iPhone 5. The invitations went out uh, early this morning Australian time uh, with a big 12 as in September 12, but the shadow of the 12 cast a number 5. So the iPhone 5 moniker seems obvious and almost official now. Um, It's kind of interesting because, um, uh, you know, we know so much this time, and, and it is getting harder and harder for Apple to keep a lead on things. What they really need to do here is come out with something surprising, but I get the sense we're not going to see that.
1: No, I think you're right there. There, there has been this, – this iPhone, more than any other Apple product, I think, has been the subject of so much rumor and speculation, mm. and you're right. There has been so much that we kind of know what to expect, but – there's always that chance that they're going to pull something out of the bag that's going to totally surprise uh, everybody, hmm. uh, and it, it is pretty obvious it's going to be the iPhone five. As you said, that little the five is the shadow that the number twelve is casting. Um, but you know the the. There's a lot riding on this one, I think, for Apple. there's a Samsung have made a lot of ground with the Galaxy S3. They're now the world's number one mobile manufacturer. I think uh, Apple, apart from facing the huge weight of expectation by the fanboys and journalists and the whole world, mm. uh, have also got this added pressure to produce something really special. So the ball's in their court to uh, hopefully, for them, uh, knock it out of the park. So how's that? I've mixed a couple of metaphors there, but you know what I mean. So
0: there's a, there's a few things here. Now I I wrote a thing on EFTM God back in July, late July, when we first got hints that it was going to be September. Um, and I talked about what I thought was going to be there, and you wrote a great story today. Just a real simple thing on Tech Guide saying, you know, it's happening, but then a few key points about what to expect. And essentially, we're still in the same ballpark, which is interesting to me when you look at, you know, I'm talking about in July, and even today, not much has changed in terms of expectations. Now, let me let me jump straight to two things I'll talk about, and then 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 you can chime in. Um, size. Um, size yeah. is pretty obviously just based on all the leaks we've seen that it's going to be the same width phone but going to be taller mm-hmm. Man, I've been stewing on this a lot and I actually think I think I'm going to be disappointed because I don't understand I don't understand why I wanted to be taller why just to fit some icons on the home screen just so I can see more of a web page but width gives you better, better viewing of a web page so I'm actually a little confused as to why you would go taller yeah, well,
1: I, I think, though, you got to remember that the apps are the jewel in the crown for sure, Apple, sure. for their iOS devices. So the screen has to be of, of a certain proportion so that the apps scale up naturally to that new size. But none of the, new, none the of existing apps... They're, they're, if, if it is going to be an increased size, it's increased in a certain way. So I think... ...taller rather than wider so it would scale, I don't know. but No, I... I, I think another thing too to remember, while Samsung and Motorola and HCC and all these other companies are coming up with these massive phones that are 4.8 inches, around 4.7, 4.8, hmm. a big thing for Apple is the ease of use... And uh, I think we've discussed on the program many weeks ago the ease of using a screen of that size with one hand. Now mm. I'm sure you've you've experienced this yourself. Sure. The Galaxy S3, for example, 4.8 inch
0: screen. It's not the easiest phone to use with one hand. No, I, I I really believe that Apple will stay with this width. But and I don't want to harp on this for too long. But if if the aspect ratio has to has to go a different way, which it has to if it's taller but not wider. Yeah. So the mm. aspect ratio has to change. Then the apps are not valid anymore. The apps cannot stay the same. For the apps to stay the same, it has to go wider and taller. So there will be a, a, a change yeah. in apps. They'll either have to stretch, which will look stupid, or there'll be black screen, which is probably not such a bad thing. But I yeah. get back to the point. I don't know why I need it to be bigger. That's my problem. <laughs> well, I think you, you, look at, you
1: look at the trend in the, in the smartphone market, and look, Apple set trends. They don't usually follow them. But bigger seems to be the trend. Bigger mm. screens. People want bigger screens. They're 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 still thinner devices. Like the Galaxy S3 is a great example. It's thinner, but yet it's got this nice large screen that that isn't too overbearing. You and I have both used the the, the S3 pretty extensively. It's not that big a burden to carry it in your pocket or to no. carry it around. So, no, not at all. I don't know. I but think we're not everyone. Uh, I reckon you know how there's all the talk that it's only going to be a four inch screen. Hmm. Well, I think possibly four point two, as I said in Tech Guide story today. I think it might even be bigger. I think that's going to be one of the biggest shocks that the phone is going to look nothing like the mock-ups. It's going to be slightly
0: wider and taller. So it's not just going to be taller. That's my that's my tip. I would love for it not to look like the mock-ups because that, that would push the rumor mills out of the park for the next few devices. Now, the other thing um, that, I'll, that I'll run into um, before you go, um, 4G. Now- yeah, yeah the the four G debacle and I think it's safe to call it that around the the new iPad was big for Australia you know they 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 got hauled through the through the courts they had to pay fines you know it was it was a disappointing debacle for Apple now with with Telstra launching four G to sixty six percent of the population with Optus making their four G network available and we'll talk about that more later to consumers it. It does seem a bit convenient in terms of timing that Apple's about to announce a phone. And I, I really, I can't believe they won't announce 4G full stop because in well, America it's you big. You mentioned
1: the uh, so-called 4G debacle of the iPad. Um, I think at the time, you've got to remember, the Telstra 4G network was already up and running. Oh, no, that's what I'm saying. But it wasn't so, compatible. And the fact that we never had it, the fact that – and I think we've mentioned, I've mentioned this too uh, before as well – Apple weren't going to give one operator an advantage over others. The fact that Optus is now in 4G as well hmm. is probably going to increase the chances of it being a 4G device. But I think having, having thought, looked at, and we're going to discuss this later in the show too, that there's the 4G Galaxy S3 now being available, hmm. the, the iPhone has to be 4G. It has to be. It has to be, or it's going to look inferior to the Galaxy S3, which will have 4G.
0: But that's a different technology. It's, it's basically exclusive to Australia, so it operates at the 1800 megahertz spectrum. But I think you'll actually find they will, they will make a point of that in the keynote. So that's, that's what there, I'm there hoping is, th- though,
1: though, Just, just to, on the 1800 megahertz, that is used in some parts of Europe. Right. And it is also used in Hong Kong. Okay. 1800. So it's not just Australia. Uh, there are other territories in the world that do support it. Maybe that uh, so may, hopefully that 's going to help our chances of getting it
0: maybe they 'll call it the World 4 g phone You know how they used to call the world phone when it was the iPhone, when they got all the technology, CDMA and everything into. When they well, got it's the, the G- iPhone 4S, yeah, well that that's right. When they got the GSM across every frequency, they call it the world phone. Maybe that's what they'll do with this one as well. So, so there's two key things for me. What what about you, mate? A couple of couple of things that you're you're really expecting yeah, to well, see.
1: Well, obviously it's going to have iOS six. Yep, and I think just to, just in the timing of the iOS six, I'd say that the iPhone will be announced next Thursday morning, early our time. It'll, they'll obviously say, well, it's going to come preloaded with iOS 6. Sure. I'm predicting that, and, and I'll stand by my p- previous story on Tech Guy that it'll be released two weeks later on the 28th. Sure, yep. And that iOS 6 will be available probably a week before the 21st, iPhone comes yep. out.
0: Yep, on the 21st. That so that everyone sense. can
1: update their phones or buy the new one. Mm-hmm. So it'll be probably around sort of the mid mid to late September where we get iOS 6. The other thing too, though, that is, is probably the strongest rumor of the whole thing for me is the smaller dock connector now right. the 30-pin oh, of course. Yep. dock connector of the current iPhone and the iPad and all their iOS devices has been an industry standard almost for other companies to create products that work with Apple's products as well. Hmm. The fact that that's that's a very strong likelihood of changing is really going to rock that whole third-party uh, that whole third-party products manufacturing network, so that obviously there'll be adapters to be sold for this new device and I'm hearing that it's going to pass through all of Apple's devices not just the new iPhone the new iPads will have it too so that that whole ecosystem is going to have to change to go in line with their new dock connector I think that's a that's something that's going to shake things up a little bit too
0: the um the other thing I'll mention is, is NFC now with the Passbook app that's included in iOS six which is a kind of a loyalty card app for both you know barcodes yeah, QR stores, codes sort of your boarding passes and exactly and stuff. The, because that will have NFC capabilities. It, you know, it because it's logical that that yes. would have NFC capabilities. I think it's logical that the iPhone five will have NFC. And frankly, NFC's been in phones now for two years, and it's slowly getting some ground in the real world. I yeah, think, you're right. You know, it's been in a lot of Android phones. That's right. Uh, it's in the Galaxy S three. I think it's becoming now conspicuous by its absence. Christ, I mean, it's iPhone, in a BlackBerry. The,
1: the new iPhone, in
0: my opinion, I, I think it needs to have it. Mate, it's in the BlackBerry ninety nine hundred. I mean, you know, blackberry have got NFC. <laughs> You know, so yeah, That's your phone, isn't it, that you're still using? you still a oh, BlackBerry man, are you? Mate, you know what? I was sitting next to someone the other day and they had the 9900 and I went, that is, I've got to tell you, that's a beautiful phone, the 9900, the beautiful chrome the edge. bold, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Very, very, very nice phone. Anyway, we digress. Now, um, one other thing you mentioned on Tech Guide is the nano SIM. So this is interesting because the iPhone Four led the way with the micro SIM, which is now somewhat prevalent. And so the word is here: this is going to have a nano SIM just to save a few extra millimeters. How small? How
1: low can you go? Yes. (laughs) Well, it's I mean, just, it's a it's a race to to get the smallest possible nano SIM card into your phone. I think how much space could having exactly. a micro SIM then down to a nano SIM save? I don't know.
0: I think um, I think we're leading towards a point where you all, you just have to think your phone number and the, and the phone will be compatible. <laughs> that's, that's what we're yeah, getting at. It's getting that way, but. So, uh,
1: you know, there's uh, it, it, there has, there was a picture actually. I saw a picture of it on Mac Rumors that the new Nano SIM and, and mm. one of the telcos that's going to supply the iPhone uh, in the US. Its name escapes me at the moment. Had them had, had them side by side. So mm. that's uh,
0: that may be an indication of things to come. So then let's just talk quickly before we move on to other things. Let's talk about why this phone is important. Now you you said to me this phone needs to be a home run. Well, what do you mean by that? Well, I think in in light of all the competition
1: and, namely from Samsung, l- let's face it. I think in in, in many categories now, tablets, uh, you know, the, in the, in the smartphone as well, the two main players are now Samsung and Apple. Everyone else is just fighting for the scraps. Yep. Samsung have got a strong portfolio of smartphones. They've got the Galaxy Note ten point one tablet. So they're, uh, you know, court cases aside. They're really coming hard. They're coming on strong with these new products. They're very aggressive with their marketing. Uh, They're taking no prisoners. They're number one in the mobile phone market. You know, the reason the Galaxy S3 was such a success was because there was no new iPhone. So this new iPhone, people have been waiting so long for it. They've been debating whether they, do I get a Galaxy S3? Do I wait for the new iPhone? This new iPhone has to have some surprises, some wow factor, really has to deliver to keep those customers who are debating possibly leaving the iPhone ecosystem or those people entering considering an iPhone, it really needs to deliver to capture those customers and continue it, it's, the success it's
0: been. I don't disagree that it will appear to be a home run to Samsung if it doesn't have some of the features we've talked about. But let me tell you what I think. I don't think Apple give a rat's. What Samsung's doing, I've, apart from the, 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 the lawsuit, I think that if this phone doesn't have something like NFC or 4G for Australia or whatever, <clears throat> I don't think it will actually affect sales because people are, are inclined to buy an Android phone because they're inclined that way or because yeah. they frankly are being handed a phone on renewing their contract. I think that people are not going to move from the iPhone to Android phones. Yes, some people do, but not on mass. Because and I agree, I think the apps have a lot to do
1: with it too. That's that's another strong suit of the Apple ecosystem is the sheer number of apps and the quality of their apps is that's going to keep their people there too. So I think what will happen is.
0: If this phone doesn't have anything wow, and it is everything we know now, then it will be reported that Samsung is, you know, gaining ground, and there will be stories about Samsung's sales numbers, about their market share, and all these things. But all of those things will lead to simply a Samsung and an Apple war. But what what we what we have today is an Apple versus everyone else war. So what Samsung is doing is just smashing everyone else out of the park. Yeah, that's true. Hmm. So that's that's. I mean, that's what I think. So yeah, no, good point. I think it's. It's going to be this way. It's going to be very interesting
1: battle when the iPhone the iPhone five comes to market Hmm. and the Galaxy S three four G comes to market. That's going to be. The battle of the heavyweights. All
0: right, well, we'll talk about the Samsung Galaxy S three four G shortly. Um, you're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. We'd love to hear what you think. And uh, if you go to Two Blokes Talking Tech, you can join us on Facebook and you can hear the episodes there. More importantly, you can download and subscribe at iTunes. And feel free to leave a comment. And if you want to leave a narky comment, don't bother because you know, I mean, you're a nark. <laughs> just leave that on your tech life. Yeah, exactly. And to the nark that did <laughs> leave life. a narky comment, just go and stick it. I don't really care what you think, mate. That's um, that's my opinion. Two blokes talking tech. <laughs> You're listening to Two Bloods Talking Tech. With travel on a very cool echoing effect on that, that ID there with, uh, with I pressed it twice, but it sounded good, mate. Uh, sounded pretty good. It sounded like you meant it to be that way, Trevor. Exactly. But I think
1: we'd maybe just take a little break from the mobile phone and smartphone uh, subjects and, and just go over to the smart TV subject. Mm. And on my, upon my return from IFA, where TVs were quite the dominant product there, and in particular the new formats of TV, uh, OLED and 4K, now OLED, as we know, organic light emitting diode. We discussed them last week. Super picture, super thin, but also super expensive. Uh, my info is that they're going the Samsung model is going to be nine triple nine. Uh, The LG 55-inch, I think, is going to be around the same price. Mm -hmm. If LG's product actually makes it this year, my information, talking to some people on the ground at Berlin, is that LG are likely to delay the OLED till next year and focus on the 4K TV, which has been sort of their hero product since CES. Uh, And in the 4K uh, category, where LG, as I said, are really concentrating, that's going to be around the $15,000 mark. and (laughs) They weren't the only 4K player, Sony's 4K TV, which I have to say, I saw, I stood in front of it for a good 45 minutes just not believing the picture. The Sony TV is going to be premiumly priced as well uh, between twenty-five and $30,000.
0: Mm. It's great to have a f- great picture on a 4K television, but seriously, 4K content, I mean, the Blu-ray content isn't prolific enough yet, and Blu-ray players aren't prolific enough yet. I mean, seriously, 4K, are we kidding ourselves? Yeah. What I like about 4K and, mate, when they had, they did have some native 4K
1: content, obviously, that they created themselves, and it was cool. probably off a hard drive and all these things. The picture's incredible. Now, the problem we face is this. There is the potential to have 4K content because the digital projections uh, yeah, in, in all these digital theatres, uh, yeah. cinemas that people attend, the file that the movie studio sends to that cinema is a 4K file.
0: Yeah, it's also so a potentially, four bazillion be as easy, file. As the movie
1: studio is not even having to convert that file. Huh put it on a disc or however they're going to supply it to 4K customers. But at prices that we've seen here that I've just mentioned, the 4K market is going to be pretty small if those prices remain. Hmm. So it's kind of a catch-22 situation there where the 4K price has got to become affordable enough to create a decent enough size market for the studios to do
0: that. So there's a little bit of uh, to-ing and froing that may have to go on there before This is established. If you've got that much money, I reckon you're better off joining up with a few other people who've got that much money and buying a timeshare movie cinema.
1: Well, I mean, you uh, there are other options. Yeah. I, I think on I drooled over the Sony 4K oh, home theater you're projector, banging on about it, again. which I'm trying to convince Mrs. <laughs> Fennec is a good going to be a good investment for the tech guide home theater. Yeah. But uh, you know, it, for that sort of money, it's twenty five thousand as well.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, you know, you, you'd, you'd want to maybe invest in something like that if you've got a formal home theater that can give you that kind of size. But um, I think uh, prices, obviously early adopter tax, I call it, those high prices when new technology comes out, that's obviously a case in point here. Look, cast your mind back to the year 2000 when 42-inch plasmas with standard definition and with no built-in TV tuners Hmm. were priced at $30,000. I think that these prices may be a lot lower in the years to come, hopefully.
0: Talk about early adopter tax. That's a thats a winner there. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech, and if you want to read Stephen's full blog about the price of new TVs, go to techguide.com.au. Here we are ploughing through time here, so I should take a moment to thank our sponsor, Netgear dot the place to go for all your home and, and small business networking needs, whether it's uh, you know, modem or router or connectivity between your devices, so a Wi-Fi range extender to to bring the Wi-Fi signal to another area of your house or small business, or a a Wi-Fi adapter for a TV or or another smart device that doesn't quite reach um, your your plugged and wired internet and doesn't have Wi-Fi built in. This is what Netgear does. They create solutions that connect every single device in your home, and when you look at then the controls that you can have through your iPad, your iPhone, your Android with the Netgear Genie application, you can actually take content from a, a network hard drive push it to a network tv without touching either device just by using the netgear genie app it's um, amazing technology that netgear are pioneering and you can uh, see all the netgear products including their fantastic range of super fast wi-fi routers using the 80211 ac standard at netgear.com.au proud sponsors of two blokes talking tech netgear.com.au So I made a couple of things to talk about with Optus, uh, and Telstra and Optus, really. So 4, 4G is was only a week or two ago that Optus announced they were making it available to business consumers. Well, I actually think this might be a little reactionary. Um, days later, Telstra announced that they were expanding their network to 66%, and now, just this week, both Telstra and Optus announced the availability of the Samsung Galaxy S3 4G version, and Optus said, and by the way, our 4G network is now available to consumers as well. So it's a big move into 4G. We, we talked about this earlier with Apple, but this Samsung Galaxy S3 4G will be an absolute cracker phone, and it'll be available in the coming weeks through Telstra, or Optus and then Telstra. Absolutely, yeah. I think uh, the Optus, obviously,
1: that's a timely announcement about their 4G networks. And and, uh, we should also point out the fact that it's on the same frequency. So it's the 1800 frequency that Telstra is using. Uh, The Optus, their 4G networks are going to come online September the 15th, Mm -hmm. which is next week or late next week. And the it will only be available, though, in Sydney, Perth, and Newcastle. Yeah. So they don't quite have the footprint as Telstra. No way. Uh, not by any stretch. Uh, they, they say that the rest of Australia will be rolled out in 4G by early next year. So obviously, Telstra have got quite a head start and are taking advantage of that head start and going ahead with their expansion plans to 66%. Of the population, uh, but the fact that the Galaxy S three, the four G model, and you cast your mind back to the launch back in uh, early June or late March, well, late May, sorry, whenever it was, that they released three G models only, and I think for the for the shift, the, the the mere fact that they didn't want to give Telstra a runaway advantage, mm. that's why I think you mentioned. I mentioned a few weeks ago with Apple and the and the iPhone five that if Telstra was still the only network with 4G, that the chances of us getting a, 4, a 4G iPhone were low. Mm. Now well, that's that exactly come it. forward with this, they're obviously going to jump straight into the Galaxy S3, with uh, the 4G version, Telstra as well. Uh, so that, that I think... There's going to be a lot of – this could be a standby product for anyone who's thinking, well, you know what? The iPhone 5 is not quite what it's going to be cut out to be. There's a lot of people who are going to jump straight into this, 4G speeds. And I like the new colors as well. There's uh, the, the, the new colors, titanium gray and onyx black
0: the black I really like. I mean, pretty cool. It's Pretty standard, you know. To have a black phone, but it's a, it's kind of slightly a variant of black. But it's a very nice phone. The Samsung Galaxy S3 is a gorgeous phone. Yeah. If you if you're happy to be in the Android ecosystem, which I, I kind of would be, then having a 4G version really does blow your mind and the speed you get. Just I mean, until you've seen it on on a phone, you can't really. I, I was sitting there the other day and I was actually using the Optus um, 4G uh, Wi-Fi. Modem, yeah, I got that too. Um, and I was, I was sitting there, and I'm going, you know, I'm getting twenty, thirty meg downloads here. Do you remember when it was fifty six k or thirty three k or twenty eight k on the on your old modem? I mean, can you imagine trying to explain to our kids? What, what the internet was originally like I mean it's just we <laughs> take it for granted I that many
1: times Trevor my, my kid's a little bit older than yours and I've, I've I've often used the line back in back when there was no internet yeah. back in my day I've had that conversation
0: so yeah <laughs> anyway the the Samsung Galaxy S3 4G coming to Telstra and Optus and you can read more about that at techguide.com.au And uh, I feel we're segueing beautifully between um, segments here, but uh, Optus also recently announced that they're going to help to try and avoid bill shock. And you've written a pretty good article about this at techguide.com.au. Um, they've announced a service where um, basically they can keep constantly up-to-date with your usage if you're an Optus cu- customer uh, instead of having you know the huge bill. So you basically can get text message alerts when you're at 50 85 and 100% of your voice, text, and data allowance. And this is all actually part of the, the reforms that were, were put in by the the the, um, the governing body of telecommunications. Yeah, by ACMA and the ACCC, yeah. But it is good to see and, uh, and it allows people to really control that stuff because everyone's been able to check their usage online, but frankly, who wants to bother? So to be able to just, you know, jump in and, and see that stuff when it happens, I think it's a great move.
1: I think so too, yeah. It, it's... It- it's imperative, I think, that that operators are really transparent with this because you hear all the horror stories of people, especially when you're roaming overseas, data roaming. People come home to th- you know, bills that are thousands, literally thousands of dollars. And look, a lot of their customers are young. Mm. A, a lot of operators have to take note that some of their customers are, are maybe just starting work, and you know they need to have this this uh, transparency, but this this option to control their spend. Mm. Uh, this is a good initiative by Optus. Uh, I think Telstra also offers a similar service. So I think having, having that availability... Uh, is really going to help them keep their customers happy. Let's face it, you, you've got a happy customer, they're going to stay longer. You've got an unhappy customer, they're going to walk. Um, Optus also announced that they can, if, if people uh, do get close to their uh, limits, that they're going to offer top-up packs. So you can go for, for extra data, extra voice, uh, and there'll be just a small charge on top of their bill. So, But good to see, though, that Optus are
0: really caring for their customers because it's, it's tough out there. They want a lot of competition. They want to be able to keep their customers happy. They do, and you, you notice that, now, I mean, you look at the, the fair go deal through Virgin and the Doug Pitt thing. I mean, there's a lot of good marketing going out there for, for just different opportunities in mobile. And I think people are a little bit more aware of that. And I think we'll see a lot more churn among um, people uh, across carriers. So good stuff from Optus. And uh, again, you can read more about that at techguide.com.au. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen
1: Fennick. Uh, In the many uh, hours I spent walking the halls at IFA, I I did come across a a pretty quirky product from a a Chinese manufacturer, TCL. Now, TCL, if you haven't heard of them, is actually the fifth highest uh, TV manufacturer in the world. Wow. uh, Behind, obviously, the majors, Samsung, Sony, and Panasonic, and everyone else, and LG. Reason being is that they're the number one TV manufacturer in China. And and as you know, China's got quite a market there. Mm. A lot of people live in China. Mm, But one of their products caught my eye uh, and it's called the ice screen. Not the ice cream, the ice, as in the frozen stuff, screen, as in the TV screen. Right. Uh, And it is like, it's kind of a, I've written a story on Tech Guide, it's kind of a TV without a TV. It was explained to me on the stand that this is appealing to younger users because let's face it, Younger users don't watch a lot of TV. They're on the web. They're accessing... Content from the web or downloading, uh, they're storing on their smartphones. So this screen gives them the capability of streaming that content from wherever they want onto this twenty-six inch screen without ever having actually the need of a TV tuner because they're not watching TVs at uh, the TV programs at specified times. They're either downloading it, buying it, streaming it from other sources. So I, I thought it was an interesting idea, and the fact is that you can it's it's portable as well. It's not a touchscreen, but it's available in a few colors to appeal to the sort of the younger users but can be carried around the house and it comes with a stand so you can run the, the screen either horizontally in landscape mode or vertically in portrait mode. I think an interesting product.
0: Just quickly how does it get the signal? Is it just a deal and a Wi Fi?
1: or you can create a wireless connection between your devices. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. You can even use it as a computer monitor too, I think. So uh, I just had a really quick look at it on the stand. I just thought it was a, a different concept for the fact that the, the, they've they looked at the sort of the amount of uh, time younger youth, younger people spend watching TV and the amount of time they spend on the web and accessing the content on the web. Hmm. They put two and two together and thought that there was a market for the product, and uh, I
0: think it would appeal. TCL Ice Screen, and you can read more about it at techguide.com.au. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With travel on. I've only got two minutes left, but let's quickly uh, have a look at a couple of quick things. Uh, 30 Nights of Music with the free iTunes Festival app. So the iTunes Festival in London, and I've actually got um, music that I've bought through iTunes, which is just this live stuff that iTunes have created at, at, at events they have. Um, the iTunes Festival, which is free to download, uh, allows users to watch 30 Nights of Music by international artists, including Asha. Uh, Lana, DeRay, I don't know these people, but Pink, Pink David, all these people. One Direction. A One Direction. You're not a One Direction fan? No, mate, I've got nothing. I mean, your that's...
1: kids are too young. Your daughters are too young. eh? you've only got one daughter. My my twelve year old's not interested. But anyway, yeah, it so is this... a good.
0: It, it's a it's a good app, free app. And if
1: you want to watch them, you can either watch them live on your devices, so mm-hmm. on your iPhone, your yep. iPad, iPod Touch, or you can stream it to your Apple TV, so you can watch it on your big screen. And nice. you can either watch them live or watch them uh, at a later date. But for I think it only saves the concerts for a couple of days. But. Um, Not bad if you're into your music. It's almost as good as being there. Obviously, being there would be better,
0: but uh, a really good way that Apple are promoting uh, their own festival in London with a free app. Good stuff, the iTunes Festival app. You can search for it now in the iTunes store, and there's a link to that at techguide.com.au. Very quickly,
1: Trevor, I'll tell you about one other product. It's a new product from Bose. Now, I'm a big fan of Bose's work. They they, they use technology and innovation to create better audio. Uh, and their new product, the Solo Speaker, uh, is no exception. Now, the Solo Speaker is built to be connected to a television. Oh. And uh, it uses one cable to connect to the TV, one cable for power, obviously. But the shape and design of the product, it's it's almost it's, it's as big as like a, a DVD player. It's that sort of shape. hmm Speakers and grills at the front. And what it's designed to do, it's designed to, be, to sit below the, the flat screen TV's tabletop stand. So it's oh, centered below your flat screen to provide a better quality sound no matter what you're watching, whether it's music, uh, a movie, sport. Uh, it's designed to enhance the sound quality rather than going to the trouble of connecting a sophisticated multi-speaker home theatre system. So yeah, Bose Solo TV, Story on Tech Guide, $549. I'm
0: looking at it right now, it's quite beautiful and I actually think this is an emerging market. Uh, speakers for very basic and easy to install speakers that aren't big hi-fi systems, I think it's a big market for um, for companies and Bose is right under that. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. Well, thank you for listening. Uh, this is Two Bugs Talking Tech, episode 80. That's come to an end. You can subscribe. If you're listening Unsubscribe, do so at uh, iTunes. You can find Stephen's great work at techguide.com.au and uh, his weekly podcast there, the Tech Guide podcast. You can find my podcast at yourtechlife.com. Stephen, we'll talk again next week. Yes, we will. Big week next week, Trevor. It's great to be with you this week. Well, uh, we'll talk next week a little later in the week, so the podcast will be available probably Thursday morning after the big Apple announcement on the twelfth in, in USA time, so about the thirteenth uh, here in Australia. So we'll record episode eighty-one then, and you can listen for all the latest and the greatest news from Apple on Two Blokes Talking Tech.